right, everybody, welcome on this Monday, May 18, 2020, the day, okay, this, the day that marks the beginning of phase two of the reopening of the state of Texas. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we're going to get back on track. Hopefully uh, they're going to start letting more and more people go back to work. We'll see. Um, as I have said, I'm not sure how we'll be able to do uh, normal kind of in-person services in phase two with the social distancing stuff still on. It all depends on what the governor says today. All depends, but we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, <clears throat> hey, I don't know if you know this. If you're brand new with us today, this is our 8 a.m. devotional of New Hope Church. I'm glad that you are along for the ride today. It would, great, it would be great to hear from you in the comments today. So let us know where you're watching from. I would especially like to hear from some of you who have never attended our church. If you've never been to our church, or maybe you live outside of our area, maybe outside of Texas, uh, first of all, I'm glad you're here. But secondly, I would love to hear from you today in the comments because this is going to help. It's going to help. We're kind of praying about uh, and trying to get a read on how we proceed into the future uh, with our online presence. And uh, honestly, if somebody is from this area, like they live near one of our campuses, eventually when the all clear uh, comes and when the when they announce that uh, the virus is no more and there's vaccines everywhere and all that good stuff. <clears throat> I can just tell everybody that's in our area, okay, okay, now come to one of our four campuses conveniently located for you. But I can't do that for everyone that is outside of our area. And so, uh, I, and, and honestly, I don't think everybody's gonna be ready to come back to a, a crowded space, uh, at least not for a while. So, we want to keep an online presence, but the question is becoming how much is actually necessary. And that's kind of what we're praying through. So you can help us today uh, to get a little bit more clarity, maybe not all the clarity we need, but a little bit more clarity today by coming out from behind your cell phone or your keyboard and let us know that you're here and where you're from. <clears throat> that's going to be part of the equation as we move forward, knowing who is out there and who's watching and who's within reach of our church campuses and who's not. Now, uh, pretty amazing. We're about to run out of Romans. Romans, we've read all the way through the 21 chapters of the book of John. And then we had a week of hopefully encouraging passages, at least encouraging to me passages when the virus was supposed to peak in, uh, in the United States and then the number of deaths were supposed to peak. And now we're one chapter away from wrapping up the deep waters of Romans, of Paul's letter to the church at Rome, the book of Romans. You think about how fun is that? How fun is that? When we start our in-person services, um, just so you know, our, our team that is uh, helping me to do this today and every day is gonna go back to the other duties. So we're gonna have to think, uh, how we're going to continue to connect. I know, I, I know it's been fun. I've enjoyed going through the book of Romans. I enjoyed going through the book of John. Uh, awesome time. But we just got to think about this, okay? I'm open for whatever, as long as the Lord is leading it. That's how we got here in the first place. I felt like the Lord wanted us to do this. So moving forward, um, pray with us to figure this out. And it, honestly, it may not be something as super fancy as we're doing right now with these guys helping me to to make it all pretty and all that it may be a more uh handheld iphone 
thing or something at my kitchen table and something without the beautiful music in the background right now. Uh, but that's okay. I guess I could play something at my house and, and play it, but uh, we'll see. When we get done with this uh, study, I believe it's gonna be on Wednesday when we're done. Uh, we're gonna test those waters, I believe. So pray about that, right? Uh, today, today we're gonna continue a topic that we kind of dived into on Saturday. Um, so it's a, and this was the way it was uh, uh, last Saturday. It's about weak people and strong people. Weak, weak believers, people whose faith is, is not as strong as it could be, and uh, people who are kind of stronger in their faith. And as I said in week one of this series, Paul typically front loads his writings or his letters with doctrine. So the first, you know, the whole part of one of his books would be doctrine, meaning the why behind our salvation and the why behind the Christian life. And then he spends the last little bit of each book really bearing down on how we're supposed to put the doctrine into practice in our lives. So doctrine in the front, practical living in the back, and we're definitely in the back of this letter now because he's getting real, real specific with us. And I, I want you to keep in mind, as we talk about this today, that the church at Rome, which was a multi-site church, by the way, multi-site church. It consisted of uh, a lot of Jewish folks, but also consisted of a lot of Gentile folks. And as I said yesterday in the sermon, there were even slaves that uh, were part of this church. That's because 30 to 40% of the population, by, by guesstimates, his, uh, historians looking back, 30 to 40% of the population in Rome were slaves, were slaves. And so you got, uh, free people, you got slaves, you got uh, uh, Jewish folks who were very moral, even though they didn't know Jesus before they got saved, and now they know Jesus, but they've always been very moral people. And you got Gentiles who were polytheistic, worshiped many gods, and were not quite so moral. And you got uh, slaves, you got free people. You got this mashup of cultures, just a mashup. And uh, Paul says this, and I'll sum up chapter 14 by saying this. Listen to God's word, read God's word live by faith, and keep your personal opinions to yourself. Somebody say amen if you agree with that. Read God's word, live by faith, keep your personal opinions about things to yourself, right? Now today, we jump into chapter 15. Chapter 15, um, kind of the same line of discussion happening here as well as was in chapter 14, maybe with a little more grace here. Uh, let's read and then I'm gonna go watch the goat, okay? Although I don't know what time he's speaking today, so it may be very early. But uh, we'll see what happens, all right? Just keep praying about that. Romans chapter 15, beginning verse one. It says, we who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please, please ourselves. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and uh, not to please ourselves. Strong here. Uh, not strong as in oppressive, but strong as in our faith. We're strong enough to say no to our own pride. We're strong enough to give grace. We're strong enough to, in this case, if you were here with us on uh, Saturday, we're strong enough to eat meat, get our faith that strong, but we're also strong enough not to eat meat on behalf of someone that is with us at that time that may be 
totally offended by that. Um, so again, disputable matters. These aren't sins, these are disputable matters. This is not saying, okay, I'm gonna sin. I don't care what you think. Uh, I'm gonna do what I wanna do. And, and I don't care if my friends don't like it. That's not what this is. This is um, a matter of opinion. Like this is a disputable matter. I know how my friend feels. He's a good Christian or she's a good Christian. I know how they feel. I know that this is a, a thing for them. An, a, an issue. Oh man, I did air quotes. I try not to do air quotes. It's an issue for them. I know how they feel about it. So today I'm not going to go there. Okay. That takes a strong person. That takes a strong person because most of us, when we know something irks somebody else and we don't have the same opinion about that disputable matter, then we just want to press it. We want to say, I don't know what your deal is, but my deal is this. And I don't care if you like it. And all that does is divide the body of Christ. And Paul tells us in chapter 14, get over it, man, get over it, don't do that. Preach in chapter 14 again. Verse 15, or chapter 15, verse one, we who are weak ought to bear with the failings, we who are strong, pardon me, we who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good to build them up. For even Christ did not please himself but as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For everything was written in the past, uh, that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance taught in the scriptures and that, uh, so that the, through the endurance taught in the scriptures that the encouragement they, they had might provide us hope as well. I just butchered that, but you got that point, I hope. So it's kind of interesting to me that Paul went there, there. He says, uh, each of us should please our neighbors for their own good to build them up for even Christ did not please, him, please himself. Talking about what Christ did wasn't pleasing to himself. He did the exact opposite of what he probably wanted to do, which was to get up on that cross and be crucified. <clears throat> and so I can, I can hear, and maybe the reason that Paul went there is because he could hear the people as he's writing this, he could hear them reading it out loud and hear them kind of thinking, oh, really, really? I have to abstain from meat for my friend when I'm around my friend, really? I can't eat meat. Come on, man, come on. And Paul is like, okay, I'm going to go there. Jesus said no to his own desires at that moment for you. He endured the cross for you. You can go without an idle burger for the evening. <laughs> That's what I meant by going there. There's almost a little bit of guilt there. I don't know if it was intended or not. He's like, hey, come on, come on people. You can handle this. Think about what Jesus handled for you. You can handle going without meat this meal while you're with your friend, okay? Um, I have a story in my head. Maybe I should tell it um, from the past. Maybe I should, maybe I should, maybe I should. Should I? I think I will. Um, here it goes. This is kind of a church planting story. Back in the day when we were moving things in and out of schools, um, it was hard. I'm just gonna tell you it was hard and I would help move and uh, uh, several of the guys that still are part of our church would help as well. There's Howard Agnew, who's now our Alvin campus pastor. Kyle Larson would help move stuff. He's now our lead IT guy at church. I don't even know what his title is. What's his title? Kyle. So his title's Kyle. 
Kyle, my computer's broke. That's him. Um, or my printer won't print. Uh, and then uh, there's my prayer partner of now 25 years was there, Mike Consum. 25 years he's been praying for me each and every Sunday morning, every week, almost without fails, except for when he's out of town or I'm out of town. Mike Consum, my beloved prayer partner, he prays for me now. Every Sunday morning, he'll send me a text of prayer. Talk about awesome. But he was there helping to move things. Terry Fork, Terry Fork was there. He's still part of our church. And when we are in the building, he sits to my left in the pie-shaped section at the 288 campus. And when I get done preaching, his very distinctive, grovelly, low voice says this every single week when I get done preaching, great job, brother. <laughs> Great job, brother. But he's been doing the same thing for 20 plus years, man. Just encouragement. But we would move stuff, man, every Sunday morning for hours and set stuff up. And I would move and I would wear like a T-shirt like this. And by the time we got church set up and ready for people to come, I would literally be like there wouldn't be a dry spot on my shirt. And I would go into the bathroom and I would drop my shirt to the ground. It would just slap the floor with sweat on it. And then I would take a wash rag and I would clean up in the sink there at the school and I would dry off with the towel that I had brought and I'd put on a polo or something and go out and get ready to greet people. But it was hard work, it was hard work. And um, there were three objects that we had to move that were incredibly heavy. There, was, uh, there were two speakers, they were called Black Widows. They were um, the, the subwoofers, and each speaker weighed 85 pounds, 85 pounds. So just big, bulky. They did have handles, but I mean, just hard to carry speakers, okay? 85 pounds a piece. And then there were these fences that we used, because we didn't have any classrooms. So we would block off the hallway with curtains, but one section had the toddlers in it, and we didn't want them to toddle away. And so someone made fences, and there were plastic fences, but they were... Um, bordered by two by fours and then on the corners they had uh, four by four posts which are very heavy and they're about this tall and then there was a little gate that you could open in the front just heavy heavy because <clears throat> they would just kind of fold up and you would carry them and they would like they felt like they were going to cut off your fingers as you were carrying these fences so those things earned the name the horrible white things so we had the black widow speakers and then we had the horrible white things and every week we would kind of you know, it was, it was sort of awesome because guys would be grabbing things out the back of the Terry Forks trailer and they would grab the thing right before the Black Widow or before those, before those fences and they would walk away thinking, oh, thank you God for sparing me today. But when you had to get one of those heavy items, you'd be carrying it and every time, every time somebody said, man, you're so heavy, it's so heavy. And almost immediately, it was just like a thing, almost immediately when someone would say, this is so heavy. Somebody in the group, the, the uh, setup team, would say, I bet the cross was heavy, but Jesus carried it. <laughs> and everybody would go, oh, no, no, no. He went there. He went there. It always made you feel a little bit guilty. It was, you know, I don't know if we should be making fun like that, but it feels like that's what the Apostle Paul did right here. Like people, people got a problem, man, that they got to they gotta abstain from some things. You know, keep their opinions to themselves. The Apostle Paul says, verse 2 again, <clears throat> moving kind of slow, sorry. Each of us should uh, please our neighbor for their good to build that person up, even for even Christ did not 
please himself. There's something, there's something bigger. There's something bigger in life than what we think or that we, what we want or than what we need. And, and it's this, that role that you and I have to build up other people. That's what edifying means here in the text, to build up other people. You know, so to understand it's not about me. My life is not about me. My life is about God, and it's about how God wants to use me to help other people grow in their faith. <clears throat> and Paul says, if you don't like the sacrifice, look at Jesus. You know, he wasn't in this for himself, and you and I are not supposed to be in this for ourselves either. Wow. Okay, verse 5. <clears throat> May the God who gives you endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what God wants, wants his people getting along, keeping the main thing the main thing, not getting in the foolish, stupid arguments, but looking out for one another. Verse 7, accept one another then just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. <laughs> Obviously, no one is perfect. Not in our church, not in this room with me right now, not in this body. Nobody's perfect. And so if your expectation is that every single person in the church has to be perfect before you grace us with your presence, then you're never showing up, man, because that's not gonna happen. So between us, as believers in a church family, there's got to be like this, uh, this layer of grace that we have around us, you know? And, 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 and maybe that's where the rub is. Remember, uh, as the Apostle Paul writes this, he's got people in the church who are morally upstanding, former practicing Jews who are uh, now in the church, they found Jesus Christ. And then you got the big time polytheistic, not so moral Gentiles in the church as well. Uh, both of these groups have found Jesus, both of them trying to live a life pleasing to God, both of them I'm sure struggling at times to understand each other and to get along. Verse eight. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth so that the promises made to the patriarchs might be confirmed, uh, verse nine, and moreover, that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles, I will sing the praises of your name. Again it says, rejoice you Gentiles with his people, and again praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, let all the peoples extol him, all the peoples extol him. And again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse, talking about, Jesus coming from the line of David and David's dad was named Jesse. The root of Jesse will spring up, talking about David, talking about Jesus, the, the one who will rise uh, to rule over all nations. In him, the Gentiles will hope, obvious, obvious reference to Jesus. And then he closes out these thoughts with a little benediction sounding verse here in verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You think about it, that all comes on the heels of this, this basically a chapter, all chapter 14 and most of chapter 15, where he's saying, guys, 
we got all kinds of different folks in the church and they're not all at the same level of spiritual growth and we need to we need to have grace and we need to learn to get along together because we're in this together and i would say to you today and i know a lot of our church family already gets this none of us are perfect but man we're in this together we're in this together and i'm grateful i'm grateful that uh, you're in our church family with us. And I'm, I'm grateful for you that you're along for us, along with us for this ride that God has us on right now. And if you're brand new with us, if you're brand new and you don't even live in Texas, I just wanna welcome you into this imperfect group of believers, this church family. And um, have grace with us. We wanna have grace with you. We wanna get along for the glory of God. And I believe we can do it with His Spirit's help in us. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, <clears throat> I pray that uh, you would continue to, to watch over our country, our nation, this world, Lord. Continue to heal the folks who are currently uh, sick. Continue to protect those who are not. Continue to guide those who are leading us and who are out there looking for some kind of, of cure. I pray that you would uh, give our governor wisdom, Lord, on what he's uh, gonna say today, God, give him, give him wisdom, Lord. And uh, can you tell me what he's gonna say, Lord? Okay, no comment, I'll just watch it. Uh, Father, uh, please help those who are struggling. Um, I'm, I'm praying for the green light for some people to get back to work, feed their families. And uh, I just pray all this in our blessed Savior's name, Jesus. And all the people said, Hey, thank you for joining in today. Hope to see you tomorrow. Uh, God bless. Love you guys. Keep on keeping on.